Well, hello to my sunshiny and beautiful babes. Happy New Year. It's your girl, Ashley Herod, and this is The Yellow Feeling. Welcome to the first episode, you guys. Whoever you are, I am so stinking excited that you're here, and for real, I'm so excited as we're recording this. Um, If I'm being honest, I never really saw myself sucking up my nerves long enough to get this far and decide I would do this. Before we get too deep into all the things, I just want to preface what my hopes are for this podcast. Um, I will be completely honest. I don't have many expectations or goals for the yellow feeling. Um, Not because I don't care. I obviously do. Um, I just have hope that whatever is talked about in this episode or in episode six weeks from now, that it'll resonate with you somehow. And I hope that whatever conversation is being had will make you laugh, cry, or just genuinely make you feel less alone. The idea of the yellow feeling, and I don't mean the podcast name, I mean the actual feeling. Um, It was born after my suicide attempt some years ago. I ended up in a behavioral center, which is basically just like a hospital wing dedicated to individuals who are mentally struggling with something. I was there for nine long days, <laughs> and by the end of my stay, I had been completely moved by the people around me, and more than that, I left with a list of diagnosis, major depressive disorder, post-traumatic stress disorder, panic disorder, and generalized anxiety. Um, it was a lot, and if you know a bit of my story, then you know that as a kid, my parents were pretty sick, and... When I was 20, my dad took his life. A lot of stuff went down. I had a great childhood. I had a great upbringing. I had a great family. Um, But I also won't pretend and say I didn't have any issues before my dad passing away because, trust me, I definitely did. Um, The death of my father brought all of these issues to the surface, and I was then really forced to deal with them. Um, while I was admitted into the behavioral center, I was faced with group therapy and individual therapy pretty much every day. On one of my last days at a group therapy session, we sat in a circle as we always did. And Mariah, our very wonderful, beautiful, kind hospital therapist said to us, I want you each to make a list on this list. I want you to write reasons that you are still alive. If you have no hope and you don't know where to start, make a list of things you could look forward to. So if you know me or you don't know me, it's important. This is important information to know that I love making lists and I love being reasonable. So this, I'm like, okay, this will be a piece of cake. Um, Only it wasn't. (laughs) I stared at that paper and at first I struggled and then I just started. Number one. Watch my best friend, Danielle, get married. That was a no-brainer. It was like August at the time. She was getting married in October. Like, okay, I just had to hold on a little longer. Um, Number two, meet Shandon's new baby. Um, A very close friend of mine who was very pregnant at the time, was going to have a baby very soon. Um, That was something I could look forward to as well. Uh, Number three, get a tattoo. Obviously, I'm a cool badass. That was something I always wanted to do. Maybe I would now do it. Uh, Number four, enjoy having Sam as my roommate. My friend, Samantha, we literally almost just moved into my apartment. um, And I 
wanted that experience with her. I just was in a really bad place at the time. Number five, continue doing nonprofit work. I more information that is just a sidebar. Have a nonprofit organization called Sparkle Mental Health Connection, and it is my passion project. It is my heart, and it was born after my dad uh, passed away and took his life. And it is an organization dedicated to creating platforms for individuals to share their story on, which is funny because much like that, it is kind of like this <laughs> in a different outlet in a different way. Um, number six, spend more time with my mom, who is just the most wonderful human that I've probably ever met. She is easily the funniest, most nurturing person. And obviously I think that she's my mom, but we love Rosie. Um, number seven, fall in love and get married. I won't, I will not lie to you guys at 22 when I was in the hospital, I did not see myself making it past 25. So number seven on my list, although yes, my dream did come true. It was also very far away from me in the sense that I really thought I would never have that. Um, so, you know, number eight, have kids. I have always known that I was going to be a mom. I've always known that I wanted to be a mom. It was just a matter of when that time was going to happen and when it was going to come. Um, and I was willing to hold on a little bit longer to find out that it was going to be the most perfect baby in the world that I would have eventually. Um, number nine, make an impact. That's all I want to do any, any day of my life. Number 10, think less and do more. Um, I basically just want to get out of my own way, right? You know, it's all we all, any of us want. So, um, <laughs> very quickly, I saw my list of things that I was looking forward to turn into a list of reasons why I needed to stay alive. Um, and if I couldn't hold on to hope for myself, I was going to do it for the people around me until I could find it for myself. And that's what I did. Mariah. Again, my very beautiful, wonderful, kind, patient hospital therapist. She had us read our list out loud. Um, talk about major stress and performance anxiety. I, that's, you know, that's a different episode. But I read my list in front of all these people that very quickly, by the end of my nine days, had then felt like family. Um, she asked me, actually, what all these reasons have in common. And I'm sitting there thinking, lady, I have no idea other than they're all on the same piece of paper. That is it. She looked at me and she said, what do each of these reasons make you feel though? Well, they made me feel warm. I knew that. They made me feel safe. They made me feel seen. And then she point blank looked at me and asked me, what color would you associate with that feeling? Without a second to pass... I blurted out yellow. It's, it's a yellow feeling like the sun. It's a yellow feeling like the sun. And she announced, well, guys, Ash is after a yellow feeling. What color is your feeling? So nonchalantly. The yellow feeling isn't just some silly name that I came up with because I love yellow. The yellow feeling is something that I'm always chasing. And more than that, it's a feeling that I want those around me to always feel. 
with the new year comes those dreaded resolutions. First and foremost, I want to remind anybody that is listening that if all you did last year was merely just survive, um, that is, that is more than enough. I cannot stress that you are more than enough. You are perfect. But this year, my resolution is really to just lean into myself and embrace who I am and my ideas and my creativity, something that I really don't think I have ever allowed myself to do. This year, my resolution is to not let imposter syndrome get the best of me and gaslight me into making me think I'm irrelevant. I had that word hypothetically pasted to me by somebody a couple years ago, and I really have worked really hard to be able to get away from that. And it's been very difficult. Um, shout out to my therapist, Jocelyn. If you don't know what that term imposter syndrome and gaslight are, let me just give you like an example. So imagine you're a blanket and I know, okay, that's so silly. Just stay with me for a second. Imagine you're a blanket. Okay. You are warm and safe and fuzzy and comforting. Okay. But your brain is like, nah, babe, you're a brick. You are hard and you are heavy and ugly and impossible to be safe with. But babe, you are a cozy, soft blanket. So an example of gaslighting yourself would be making a sandwich. Okay. Again, just stay with me. You're making a sandwich and you're realizing that the bread is moldy and green and gross and weird, but then telling yourself it wasn't moldy. I made that up. It's not that bad. I'm just going to eat this sandwich. Don't eat that sandwich. Don't gaslight yourself and don't let imposter syndrome fool you into thinking that you are not valued and loved and special and kind and all the good things in the world because you are okay. So naturally the idea of having a podcast for me and sharing my heart and creating more community makes me feel a bit silly. And well, frankly, you know, it irrelevant. Um, but here's the thing, even if five people hear these episodes, that's more than enough for me. Um, to those five people, I hope you feel all the good things while you're here with us. That's all I want. So to imposter syndrome, whoever she is, we don't know her, right? This is me kindly telling you to suck it. <laughs> because in 2024, I am going to be leaning into myself and who I am. And I hope you will do the same. I hope you will allow yourself the space to have hard conversations and to be creative and to take up space where you once felt like you weren't allowed to. You know, my husband, Jacob, and I have a baby girl, Amelia, um, and she is the most perfect, beautiful human in the world. Um, sometimes I really have to remind myself that she's watching everything we do. She watches everything I do. Um, she sees how I do or don't speak life into myself, and I want her to have a healthy, kind mom. Um, and I don't mean kind to others because that's a given, but kind to myself. Um, she deserves to have one who's always going to encourage her that she matters and that she's allowed to take up space, you know, and a mom who teaches her that boundaries are important and respect is important. 
most importantly, a mom who never backed down when reminding her that she was allowed to be assertive and smart while also being kind and funny. For real though, guys, like we are going to talk about all kinds of things on this podcast. Some stuff you'll care about and some stuff you won't, and that's okay. We're going to talk about mental health and wellness, postpartum, beauty queen standards, relationships, grief, creating boundaries, suicide awareness, the list goes on and on. And thank you for listening to this sweet, tiny little introduction that was honestly incredibly awkward for me. Um, Please do not count how many times I have said, um, (laughs) that is 100% my weakness. Um, but more than that, I will dive into all the things, obviously. My hope is that you stick around for next week and the week after that and so on. Um, next week on the show, we have no other than Miss Texas herself, Ellie Bro. If you don't know Ellie, she's kind and she is funny and driven and passionate about community and safety in our communities. So I hope you tune in next week, obviously, to listen and tune into Miss America next week too and see her represent Texas in all the best ways. Before I leave you on this very short episode, don't worry, they will not be this short always. Most of them are going to sit probably at 45 minutes to an hour, which is very exciting to me. But I want to remind you that there are lots of beautiful things in the world. There are puppies and mountains and sunshine and rain and targets and Taylor Swift music. And there's all of these amazing things, but the same God that made all of those things also made you. And I'm so thankful that you have chosen to spend any amount of time listening to me ramble on about whatever it is that I'm rambling on that week about. So I'm Ashley Harrod, and this is me and my yellow feeling, reminding you that you're a badass who is going to have a great day and a great week and a great 2024. Don't forget to subscribe and share with all your cool peeps and tune in every Wednesday wherever you guys get your podcasts. We'll talk soon. Thank you for being here. Thank you for listening and humoring me for however long. Um... I love you, you matter, you're special, and you're sunshine.